Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Love is Relentless podcast. We're your hosts, Tommy Reynolds. And Jacelyn Reynolds. We've been married for all of our 20s, so we know what it's like being told that marriage is hard, but not being given direction on how to overcome those obstacles. We're here to help you navigate those obstacles and tackle the taboo topics of being married in your 20s, in the 2020s, so that way you can have a more fulfilling marriage. We're so glad y'all joined us today, and we can't wait to dive in. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Love is Relentless podcast. Um, yeah, so we're going to recap last week a little bit. Um, we kind of just went over setting expectations, um, kind of the good, bad, and ugly side of all that stuff, the good stuff that helps you start your marriage out correctly, and then if you don't set those expectations, kind of the negativities that you run into. And today, we're going to be going over the five love languages, ways that they can be used to help your marriage, and then also ways... Um, they can be used against each other, so that's going to be a fun one today. Uh, we actually did get our first DM question on Instagram. Woohoo! Woohoo! Let's go! <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to be. I'm going to have Jacelyn read that, and then we'll kind of just answer because it's kind of a two-parter for each of us. So yeah. So um, last week we talked about like how he said the setting expectations, and um, one of the things we talked about was setting expectations with your time and how at the beginning of our relationship like the xbox was a always a hot topic for us <laughs> um so our question for this week um first one was for tommy um it's just kind of based on like when i told you like that i felt like the xbox was kind of an issue how did you react to that um i would say initially i was kind of what's a good way to describe it? like not believing it was more than like some little minor thing because to me at the time like I like I said last week like I, I didn't really think anything of it I didn't think of expectations or anything that would change and so hmm. I feel like there was definitely a lot of conversations that we had to have in order for yeah, it wasn't just real like change an overnight to happen thing. Um, I definitely had to mention it <laughs> quite some like quite a few times just being like hey like I would you know really appreciate if you like spent more time with me and didn't like weren't on your xbox and like I hate sitting here watching you play like that kind of stuff so it was it was a constant conversation for a while (laughs) not to discourage but yeah but just like to answer this like my reaction I guess was more so denial at first and then um basically just choosing to listen to what she was saying and also make a change for the better for our marriage did you go through the five stages of grief yeah (laughs) denial (laughs) anger (laughs) um yes that that pretty much just sums it up just initial thought was 20 year old tommy thinking it wasn't that big of a deal because my wife doesn't know that's my way of hanging out and coping and stress relief because i mean we hadn't had that conversation and so she couldn't have known those things but in my mind she should have but yeah also that was immature tommy i'm yeah slightly wiser and more (laughs) mature nowadays um so yeah that would just hopefully that answered it enough for you yeah the next question um was just kind of like how did we make a game plan about how we were gonna spend our time together i think like i said we i mean it was a conversation that 
had to be had multiple times. For like but, two years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it progressively got better, but there was like a time where it it changed pretty drastically pretty quickly. Yeah. But it was a it was a hot topic for a while. But I feel like we just came to a mutual understanding that when we are together, like we, I think it was mostly like after deployment when he came back Mm -hmm. and we just felt like that time was more precious because we had been away for so long that it was like, okay, when we are together, like we need to actually spend our time together and not um, like waste it on Xbox or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, So yeah, I think that was just like our... We just had to make, like, a conscious effort to spend our time better together. And then the last one was for me. It was asking, um, like, how have I learned to be okay with Tommy needing that time to escape and not being, like, the movie-perfect relationship. Um, I definitely, like, like he said, I didn't really understand it at the beginning either because I never grew up around video games, so it just never really made sense to me, and I was like... You're, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of brain cells. Like, because, you know, I was in school and I was like, make do something like more valuable and like more effort with your time and everything. But um, I definitely had like a hard time at the beginning. But once the like timing kind of got figured out better on like how much time he was spending on the Xbox, I felt like it was easier for me to be okay with it. And we definitely went through a lot of um, time where we were trying to be like the movie, you know, picture perfect couple and yeah, we Instagram goals and whatever. But definitely portrayed that to the outside world, but it was not reality. Yeah. So I think, I mean, honestly, now is really when we've been more like vulnerable and just going over like things that we've been through in our life. So. And I know everybody knows, but, like, Instagram and, you know, social media is as real or fake as you want it to be. And I think it is hard. You you compare to other people, so. But just trying to know that everybody goes through their own battles and knowing that, like, you, you might feel like a, a couple on social media is, like, so great. But you never really truly know what go, goes on behind closed doors, so don't beat yourself up too bad if you feel like another couple is like doing way better than you because even though we're doing this podcast like we still have our (laughs) issues that we go through but we feel like we've just been through enough that we want to help others yeah we we're definitely we still go through stuff every day we're not perfect we're a -hmm. normal married couple in 2022 if if you're not having issues your relationship's probably not real Uh, yeah but we just we know how to choose each other and how to be vulnerable, how to be transparent to where we can overcome those issues together, and it makes it way more fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into today's stuff and have some fun with it. So starting out, we're just going to kind of explain um, what the five love languages are, if y'all don't already know. So that's what we're here for. Um, we're kind of just going to go back and forth, kind of describing what they are, which ones we have, and... Um, yeah, so let's get into it. So to start off, uh, we're just going to start with the first one being physical touch. That is definitely my biggest trait for sure. And physical touch, in my words, would be um, 
that's just how I feel the most loved and how I show love the most. Whether that's a kiss, a hug, a, a handshake, man to man. Like I feel the most respected when someone shakes my hand. Um, yeah, I mean. Next, yeah, I'm I'm the next one. Mine's acts of service, and having him like do things for me mainly like just kind of like helping around the house not feeling like I'm the only one that's doing stuff it like it makes me feel super loved knowing that like he cares enough about me to like help out and do things like that um and then next one is gift giving I feel like that's definitely my lowest one (laughs) yeah so gift giving will probably be second on my list for me personally um i don't like getting gifts i've never been like i appreciate when people give me stuff but i'm never gonna go like over the top and talk about how great the gift is but i definitely love to give to people i love um like short story like even when we were hurting financially like if i had a friend that needed money i would help them out and jason would be like yo we can't do that right now yeah we need help financially i just I, i never even like put myself first in that situation i'll just be like oh they need help but help them out not realizing like oh we also need help but yeah so i definitely love to give for sure yeah well gift giving yeah overall is just like you love to receive and give gifts yeah. and then quality time um it's i mean they they're all very self-explanatory but quality time is just being able to be with somebody and have like good time together and not like distracted and stuff like that and then lastly would be words of affirmation. Um, it's definitely on the bottom of both of our lists. Yeah. Uh, we're not really, we don't need a pep talk 24-7. But like words of affirmation basically is, I mean, it's, it's so hard to explain when it's that self-explanatory. But someone basically hyping you up with words. Um, someone telling you, like, especially like if a girl wants to hear they're beautiful or simple as like good job, good thing, or you did good on this, but on the other other side... It'd be a negative, like, oh, you tell someone they didn't do good, it's going to affect them a lot more if they're words of affirmation. So, right. basically, words is the most powerful thing to that individual. Right. So, every person's going to have, like, a dominant one, I guess. And, um, like he said, his is physical touch, mine's acts of service. And then, next, mine would be quality time, I guess. Yeah, my second yeah. would be gift-giving, and then yeah. probably acts of service after that one but needless to say there's a main one that you have and that's definitely how you can show your spouse um love by meeting their needs through that one the like primary one and that's obviously you're gonna still have um different love languages based on your different relationships so like i it it is the same but it's different because like Obviously, if you're in a romantic relationship, your physical touch is going to be way different than, like, a buddy or something like that. So, but the biggest thing we want to talk about today is how to not use your love language against each other. Um, Because I feel like most people definitely know what love language they are and kind of, like, how to meet those needs. But I feel like nobody really talks about the negative side of them and I feel like that's definitely an important thing to know um, because that's something that we did for a long time sometimes intentionally sometimes unintentionally yeah because even if even for people that don't per se know the love language um, you know what your spouse needs and what they want or just not even spouse just relationship person person you're in a relationship with Um, so like she said like unintentionally you can use those things against them without even realizing 
And then it's obviously even worse when you do realize it because then it's a true weapon on how to mm-hmm. get under your spouse's skin. And so that's definitely something that we want to go over because we've done it in the past and it just leads to more and more turmoil. It's just yeah, that saying hurt people, hurt people is definitely true because like when you feel like you're not getting something, you're obviously going to do well, not obviously. I <laughs> That's what <laughs> we did. We like... If one of us felt hurt, then it's kind of like, well, you did this to me, so like, why would I try yeah, to go above endless, and beyond? Endless for you? battle of retaliation. Yeah, it's just this really toxic cycle. So. Yeah. So we're gonna go over uh, a few examples on. This isn't ammo for you to use these against your spouse, but we're just gonna right. kind of tell you <laughs> um, ways that it could be used against your spouse. It's kind of things to look out for that, like we say, you can do it unintentionally and not even realize what you're doing. So. We'll start off, we'll just kind of go in the same order that we named them earlier. So we'll start off with physical touch. Um, and like, from my standpoint, like we'll put, start it out as a marriage standpoint. Um, if Jacelyn wanted to get mad, get back at me or like was just upset with me about something like she could withhold sex or something not as serious, like just not kiss me when I walk home from like walk in the door from work, not give me a hug, not... um scratch my back just the most little things that you think like oh that's not a big deal but like it actually affected me and even if it was an unintentional thing i would sit in there think like what did i do something wrong like is she mad at me um and then outside of a relationship something to look out for as well is um like if you are a physical touch person or if you're not and you need information on a physical touch person like if i'm in a bad mood the last thing i want at that point is a hug or a kiss um someone like not in a mean way like i don't want to say physically assaulting me but like someone coming up and like slapping me in the back like randomly like that like that would set me off more than anything like i would i would hit people back in the day for that there's definitely been (laughs) times where like we're playing around and like i don't know if i don't know we're just like messing around and like if i accidentally move my arm a certain way and it like just by chance hits him in the face or something like game over the night's <laughs> ruined i'm like oh my gosh i'm sorry like i really didn't mean to yeah but like, i don't know physical stuff like i just since i am a physical touch person like if it's a negative physical act towards me it just that's that's definitely my biggest um temper tantrum set offer i guess yeah. we can call it that <laughs> so yeah i in the last one like obviously abuse is physical touch but that's uh a whole other like yeah, more on the extreme side <laughs> yeah she doesn't hit me don't worry i mean that that would be not good for anybody yeah <laughs> obviously of regardless of uh love language um so the next one we're gonna go over is acts of service which is mine so i think for me for a long time like just feeling alone doing like the quote-unquote chores and all of that around the house I just got really frustrated because I was like, you make a mess too. Like, we both live here. It's both of our responsibilities. You're an adult. Like, I need help. And, on like, before we got married, acts of service was not my love language. It was quality time, um, which quality time still is. But, like, acts of service definitely came out to the forefront when we got married just because, like, it. I get really bad anxiety. And when... Like, I feel like my house is chaotic. I feel like my life is chaotic. And it just, it doesn't do really anything good for me. So, I like having a clean home. And 
feeling like I never got help that was like always really triggering for me I guess where it it just felt like um like they weren't meeting your needs I guess so that is an example like just not helping around um like doing things to not um or like intentionally leaving things for me to do like him knowing that I am acts of service and like him leaving the stuff out and everywhere um and also like a lack of effort I feel like that is ways to like kind of weaponize acts of service is just not putting in any effort to to try to do better for your spouse um next one on the list is gift giving um a big thing for that would be basically forgetting special occasions so like a birthday or anniversary some like a gift giving person like we said they also want to receive gifts for the most part like if that's your dominant trait usually you enjoy giving and receiving um yeah, so, like, if your birthday or anniversary, wedding anniversary, whatever, that was forgotten and you didn't get a gift, like, that would crush that person. Or um, getting a gift that you can tell wasn't thoughtful or kind of well thought out. It was kind of just like a Quick last grab minute, a gift whatever, card on the way out or something. Jason and I are victim to that 24-7 because, like, we never get each other gifts. That's just that's something yeah. we kind of made apparent after, like, the first year of marriage is... Like, let's just not get each other gifts. And then, like, when I, I'm you... the kind of person when I say, please don't get me a gift, I mean, please don't get yeah, me Yeah, like, she, she's like, don't get me one. I'm not getting you one. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, I'm going to get her something every year, regardless. Like, I'll that's take just... it back. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it, I never it, do. I always keep it. Yeah. But... It makes it more fun, though, because then, like, just randomly throughout the year, like, we got her a new car a couple years ago. Just like, and she was like, cool, this is Valentine's birthday, Christmas, like, just all wrapped up into one. And we're like, okay, yeah. And then I'll get her something else, but whatever. Irrelevant. Back to the topic, though. Um, so, yeah, just getting a gift or giving a gift without thinking it out. Um, and then the last thing would be if your spouse is the gift giver and they give you something, not being grateful about the gift that was given to you. Like, that would definitely crush that person. Yeah. Because so like in their if... mind, because, like, a gift giver usually thinks very long about mm-hmm. what they're going to give a person, which is why i hate buying gifts for her because she never wants anything i want to get her something nice every time so i'll ask her for months like what do you want what do you want and the second she gives me an answer i'm going to amazon or wherever it's at and i'm buying it that day because i just gotta go ahead and knock it out but yeah you definitely want to show appreciation for everything you're getting given even if it's not the best gift in the world like don't tell them that <laughs> i mean and you don't have to like go like crazy above and beyond like your reaction because i know there's some people that like scream they're like oh my god yeah like, <laughs> like, I, I, used to get in, so much. <laughs> I used to get in trouble when i was a kid for not basically over exaggerating how grateful i was because like me like i i'm just not a very like i'm an outgoing person but i hate being the center of attention and so like in that kind of setting if I was given, like, a Christmas gift or a birthday gift, I'd be like, oh, cool, awesome, thanks. Like, even if it was the coolest thing in the world, I'm not going to freak out about it because then other people in my family would freak out about it, and then I would get in trouble because I wasn't as dramatic and animated. Animanimony. So, yeah, you definitely don't have to go well overboard, but definitely show the appreciation that you have towards your spouse after that. Yeah. Um, so our next one, we're going to be talking about quality time. I feel like this, in my mind, is one of the easiest ones, but it's also one of my dominant traits, so it makes sense to me. But ways that you can, like, weaponize if your um, spouse is quality time is by, like, 
obviously not being there, just like being absent all the time, um, or avoiding spending time with your spouse. Like you could be in the same room and like we did this for a long time too, was just like we would be together, but it wasn't quality time. Like we would be in the same room, but we were on our phones or watching TV and it wasn't like, like we literally could go the entire night with saying maybe like five words to each other. Yeah. And so that's not really quality time. Like you're not spending good time together and being able to enjoy each other. So I feel like we kind of went over that last week a little bit, just like mm. with setting expectations with your time. But um, like I remember, honestly, like when he was gone on deployment, I felt like we had better quality time when he was literally across the entire world than sometimes when we were together because when we did connect I felt like like when we talked it was good quality time and we had good conversations and like just checking in on each other yeah (laughs) I mean if we're gonna go there (laughs) we'll just tell you a story when he was deployed um it was a different time in our lives (laughs) and he, I, I'd have, I've never been on a deployment, so I can't understand how stressful it is, but. I'll just tell you my perspective and she can tell you hers. So basically it was my first port and we were in Dubai. So I'm like, cool, I'm in a different country. This is cool. And the second I get off the boat, like literally the second I'm off the final step, one of my chiefs comes up to me and grabs me. He's like, first beer's on me. I'm like, okay, cool. Next thing I know, I had, I knew I had a call with her in like two hours or whatever. And next thing I know, I'm stumbling around just trying to find the room with the Wi-Fi so I can call her. And it was just when he when he answered the phone, yeah, his eyes were closed and his head was down. And I was like, I've literally waited an entire month to talk to you (laughs) and see your face, and this is how I get repaid. Like definitely poor judgment on old. Yeah, it was young time. I was not happy, and I made that very clear through many text messages that he got to wake (laughs) up to the next day. So that was really fun. But you know, you you live and you learn. He had to learn. Yeah, I definitely (laughs) learned. So, um, but yeah, most, all the other, all the other times, yeah, (laughs) it was always good conversation. So just because you are quality time doesn't always mean that you have to spend, like be physically with each other. Um, even like if you're like, if you know your schedules are different for the day, like calling them really quick on the phone, like while you have a break at work or if you're in the car or something and just being like, Hey, like, how's your day? Like, I'll see you later or whatever. Like, that in my mind too is good quality time because well she says that but i called her the other day i knew so i I was was in a bad mood (laughs) i was at work and she was i knew she had like she worked at night that night and so i knew i wasn't gonna be home for the next couple hours and so i waited until i knew she was up and on the road to work and i called her and she was like what's up and i was like i was just calling to say hi and she goes why and i was like because you're going to work i wanted to say to have a good night i haven't seen you in like 18 hours so sorry for being nice. I was just confused and I was also in a bad mood. So I was like, why are you calling me? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you get what we're saying. Like for quality time, just when you are together, don't like intentionally not like try to be there with your spouse and like be present. Yeah. Just make it known that you're happy to be there with your spouse. Yeah. Um, And then the last one, we said that we're both kind of not really words of affirmation people but this one's also like where 
if you are words of affirmation or your spouse's words of affirmation, I guess, um, ways that you can weaponize it is by degrading them, like never giving uplifting comments, always just kind of like saying like, you, you know, you didn't do very good on this or you don't look good or even just withholding those comments too, like never telling your spouse you love them or never telling them like, Oh, you, you you know, your butt looks good in those jeans <laughs> or whatever that is. I say is. it every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not words of affirmation, but I do love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a nice little confidence boost, but especially when you are words of affirmation, withholding that kind of stuff is, doesn't feel good and, um, or just saying obviously very negative comments on, you know, like their appearance or like how proud you are of them, like as a mom or as a wife or you know, a great job at work today. Like, I'm proud of you for getting a job. I'm proud of you for, you know, whatever the stage of life you're in, you can make sure that you're going out of your way. And like for us, I would just say like, so this is something that I used to teach all my employees and I still do. Um, It kind of just goes with the words of affirmation thing, just because I've come from a few jobs where my bosses would only ever call out negative things and never positive. Like me not being a words of affirmation person, I kind of just blew it off. But after years and years of only hearing negativity, you start to think that you're not as good as um, you actually are, like the potential you have. And so something I like to do, um, especially with just younger ones, is tell them... Because like if you, if you don't think about anything for the whole day, like... Say you know there's a meeting at the end of the day, but you're not looking for anything good or bad. Human nature, you're only going to notice negative things. So if you go about your day only focusing on finding a positive thing, by the time you get to that meeting or by the time your wife gets home, like you've been intentionally thinking about a positive thing about that person for that day to where the first thing out of your mouth is something positive, and that could make or break your entire day. Yeah. And so just focus on positive things because, like I was saying, like if you don't focus on positive or negative, human nature is going to instantly drag you to the negativity of everything because that's just where we are in today's society. Yeah. And what I was going to say, too, is like it's not always natural for people who aren't words of affirmation to think to go out of their way to say, like, you know, I'm proud of you or you look good or whatever it is. Like, I know for us, we like since we're not. I don't ever think to say, like... Nice abs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have them, but... You know, I definitely one didn't. Day. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to say that. <laughs> but anyway, you get what we're also saying here, too, is, like, it might feel unnatural, but the more you do it with your spouse, who is words of affirmation, it'll come more natural. And I know that they would they'll greatly appreciate that too just as much as you know any other person who you're actually trying to um make sure that they feel special which hey if we're if we're talking about those taboo topics let's just go there because i made sure tommy's love language was met right before we recorded this podcast (laughs) (laughs) so you just you gotta you do what you gotta do my friends but it is where you know It's all fun and silly, but that's the reality of marriage, too, is you got to have fun and make light of certain things, because if you don't, then life is just going to be miserable, and we can speak from experience, because we were there, and for a very long time, we never made it a point to make make sure each other felt loved and 
um i in in that like since we didn't go out of our way to try to make each other feel loved we were naturally like withholding things and kind of weaponizing those love languages um and kind of just to wrap up not the whole podcast we're not done with y'all yet but just kind of wrap up that little part of the topic um something that was on my heart a few months ago that kind of just opened my eyes and like we spoke like i said this to like our life group and everyone was like oh my gosh like i never thought about that like just gave me a little bit of a confidence boost that i'm somewhat smart but basically i just thought one day like um like jace had she was like gone for work or something and i just randomly started doing the dishes which i mean was not that abnormal i do them most of the time but it was me doing that because i loved her not because i wanted like not because i felt like i had to so basically i just said like do things out of love instead of doing them to avoid a fight or avoid conflict um like it it sucks that it should just be second nature just to do things out of love regardless but like i was saying earlier like in today's world like we only see negative things especially with social media and everything you never see positive spotlights these days it's always who's in trouble who's doing negative this and that and the other and so that's my wise words for the week is do things out of love and not to avoid conflict yeah we've definitely well when when he said that the first time i was like wow that's so mature it's really deep (laughs) i was not (laughs) expecting that to come from you but it has made honestly one of the biggest differences in our marriage and when you like it seems like so natural that you should do but it's not natural and we're a very selfish species yeah for sure and but when you really think about going out of your way to do something for your spouse because you love them that much like it, it's almost one of those things where you can you feel more fulfilled too like it yeah it what goes around comes around kind of thing like when you feel like you can do that for your spouse and do it out of love instead of like you know just checking a box to get it done kind of thing it makes it makes a huge difference and I was actually talking to my sister about that because um I remember at the beginning of their marriage like they were kind of having the same issues that we were just with um like not feeling like each other's love languages were met and I remember my sister telling me that like she felt like when her husband was doing things he was just like doing it to like check a box kind of thing which he actually wasn't he's a great guy so (laughs) he was he was truly doing it out of love but she just interpreted that as like he was just like doing it so that way he could throw it in her face where he's like well I'm doing all of this for you so like you need to do this for me kind of thing which is also not great to do so if you aren't like if you are actually trying to do things to meet your spouse's love language make sure that you're doing it out of love and not just to like check a box and be like well I did all of this for you like why don't you do that for me or like yeah that's also weaponizing we've run into that as well like one of us will like we'll just go back to the taboo stuff like I would want to have sex that day and she'd be like, we'll do the dishes first. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, I would do the dishes for sure. But <laughs> that was definitely in one of the more, like, unhealthier times of our marriage. Because, like, it was, she didn't want to have sex. I didn't want to do the dishes. We're like, eh, you know, we'll just kind of. If we both want something done, then, like, yeah. we both have to get something out of it. Instead of just, like, 
doing something because you know that that's going to make your spouse happy. Yeah. And so when you when you can get to that point in your marriage or relationship where you can truly feel like you're doing something because you love them that much instead of like doing it to have something in return, it it makes a big difference and it it makes things more fun too, I feel For like. Sure. Yeah. So I know that we've talked a lot about um, just, like, ways that, like, you can weaponize them. And we kind of touched on, like, how to not do that. But, I mean, obviously, if you know what your spouse's love language is, just do what you can to meet that. And, sorry, our dogs are going nuts in here. (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) if you've been able to hear them at all. Um, Anyway, ways that you can help try to... Um, kind of like meet your spouse's needs if their physical touch obviously you know whatever they need if it's a little hug or a kiss or just like a like if you're laying on the couch just having your hand on their leg or you know whatever that is or if it is sex then like do that too yeah (laughs) go for it um and then for um acts of service just trying to help out and make an effort and show that like you are trying to do things to help your spouse out because I think that's the biggest thing with acts of service is that feeling like um, you're kind of helping them take some of the burden of the day-to-day life so filling up the car doing the dishes like making sure this bill gets paid or whatever just kind of sharing those responsibilities um yeah and then for gift giving really it doesn't have to be anything elaborate it could be a small gesture like literally a birthday card like something as simple as that just to let that person know um that you were thinking about them especially on a special day that's i don't want to say designed for them but just like their birthday even Um, if it's not a special day like like if you randomly came home with flowers like if if the female i mean she says that and then she gets mad okay he buys like hundred (laughs) dollar bouquet and i'm like go to kroger walmart buy some that are five dollars and i'll be just as happy or something i did one time I went to the store and I couldn't find any flowers, so I literally drew some on a piece of paper and we I hung, still have we hung, it. Yeah, we hung them on our board forever. So yeah, that meant so much more to me because <laughs> it was like it's thoughtful. You just used three gel pens and made pretty flowers. Literally, like that's the kind of things that are so thoughtful, and it it doesn't have to be on like the special days or stuff like that. Like if you if you came home and or if if your husband is gift giving, maybe you could. Um, Buy him a car. No, <laughs> I don't know, cause flowers are main main. It's hard for, for girls, us. Like, I we, guess. we really just aren't gift giving people. Um, or if you like brought him a coffee, or yeah. you know something like. Cause I mean, it kind of ties into acts of service at the same time, but I mean, you could see it either way. Like if you're, yeah. I feel like those kind of go hand in hand on a lot of stuff. Cause if it is the kind of gift giving person that likes to receive things, they're probably acts of service as well. Like one of those is going to be the dominant trait, and that right. one's going to be the second one. Um, another one or our fourth one is going to be the quality time one. Remember, it's, it's literally just giving that person quality time, uninterrupted time, intentional time. Um, just let them know that no matter what's going on, no matter what you're doing, you're there with that person. Yeah. And that could be like taking the dogs on a walk or go sitting outside for five minutes, like just you two and like getting some fresh air or 
sitting on your couch or whatever, just like spending a couple of minutes because we don't have kids, but I'm sure there's some parents listening who I can't imagine how busy you are, but just trying to make um, like a couple of minutes of time for each other can yeah, like can really go a long way. Like when y'all wake up in bed, just snuggle for the first five minutes before you get out of bed. Like just something like that. Just yeah. to one, show each other like, hey, I still love you, by the way. Like I know your life can be chaotic because like even ours, like our schedules are literally complete opposites. And so we find the small times that we have and just make it intentional to have fun, whether it's literally being lazy, eating ice cream and watching TV or taking the dogs on a walk, which we're going to do today because we committed to it. Yep. We said <laughs> 7.30 or 8 when the sun goes down. <laughs> yeah, when it's only 90. Yay. Um, and then the last one for words of affirmation is just obviously affirming them, giving them, um, like, I feel like the an overall theme with all of these is, like, you don't have to do these crazy extravagant things to yeah. make them feel loved. You can do something that's so small but that goes such a far way so like if your spouse like got their hair done be like oh your hair looks great or um like I'm really proud of you you did really good at work today like I'm glad that you like you're such a great mom you're such a great dad you're a great wife husband whatever like just little comments here and there can really go a long way and that will make that person feel like a million bucks yeah um so that kind of wraps up just like all the love languages and the biggest thing that we wanted to hit on today was just like the negative side of things where a lot of people don't talk about and um, making sure that you're not weaponizing those to hurt each other. So next week um, we had another question on our Instagram but we were just like okay this is a pretty big topic and was not a question that we felt like we could answer in a couple of minutes. So we're going to do a whole podcast about it, and it's going to be just dealing with, like, depression, anxiety, um, just, like, mental health issues with your spouse and just kind of how you guys, or, like, how we got through it and, um, like, how to support each other through that because that's definitely something that we've been through and um, will probably be our most taboo thing that we've talked about so far. Yeah, that's something, like, I mean, that's most people in our life even our family i have no idea that um we like both went through depression and anxiety like i mean we both suffer from anxiety regardless but going through that depression phase especially at the same time and not even being aware that your spouse is going through it it made that conversation way crazier so (laughs) it's it's definitely gonna be probably our most vulnerable one yet and but we'll continue to go there with you guys because that's what we promised so that will be a good one to listen to. Um, so if you aren't following us yet, we are on Instagram at Love Is Relentless Podcast. Um, if, as you heard today, we started answering those DMs. So if you have any other questions for us, if it's related to today's podcast or not, we would be happy to answer those or do our best. Especially um, if the question's good enough that we're making a whole podcast on yeah. it. So definitely send your questions in because yeah, this is a sure. topic that we were going to do, but probably not, not for quite a while um so i'm kind of glad that we're being challenged early on to live up to what we said we'd do so. yeah for sure um but yeah we are so excited and um we're continuing to grow with you guys and making these podcasts better the the more we do so um we hope this 
podcast today helped you in some sort of way and that it helps your marriage so that way your love can be relentless yes so go fill your spouse's love tank and have fun doing it (laughs) yeah (laughs) see y'all later see you next week Marriage. Marriage. Good Lord, help me, Jesus.